0: Star Wars Three dudes talking Star Wars It's just that Some cool creatures too, like Jawas hey. and Twilikes and those nasty eyes. Star Wars We're talking about Star Wars. Join us for some fun wars.
1: Let us begin. Episode nineteen of Pod Racers. A Star Wars podcast and holy shit. This whole look ahead of 12 episodes that we're gonna get into. I'm telling you, like if you if you thought that this show was a kiddie
2: show, think again. Cause it is dark. Damon
3: fantastic.
2: We got Damon, we got
1: Matt, we got Alan. We're uh, we're gonna get into uh, talking about the Clone Wars, continuing with the Clone Wars, and in just a few minutes. But we're gonna get into some Star Wars news. Does anybody have any news? Get
4: into the news.
1: Yes. Yes. Anybody got any news besides me that they want to talk about?
4: Uh, Why don't we? Well, some some of you and I and others were blessed with a purchase this week that maybe they want to want to provide a review on, (laughs) Damien.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, we should actually talk about Matt's frustration. <laughs> so we, I think we all bought the Star Wars Squadrons game, right? We all got it.
2: Yes, I did. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um. Well, let's, Alan. Let's go through you first. What did you think? How did you like it? Did you like it? Was there things that you would well, well, let's let's talk about it? the
4: platform I got it on. We got it for the uh, for Microsoft's Xbox One. Uh, I'm a uh, Microsoft Legacy user, and I still haven't uh, decided which my next generation system is going to be. Maybe it's time to move. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Though I will say that one reason that might make me move is the PS5 version of Squadrons looks unbelievable. Uh, That being said, the game, I've only had the opportunity to play it for maybe a couple hours, but I love it. I mean, it is the first Star Wars flight sim that genuinely feels like you're in. A Star Wars fleet of some sort. Whether you oh. choose to be a Jedi or, or a, a member of the uh, the Empire, it is a phenomenal game, and I can't. I've heard nothing but positive things about the multiplayer experience, which I haven't had a chance to do yet. Uh, hopefully, I can jump on board with my coworkers who have also purchased the game and uh, create a fleet of our own or a squadron of our own. Sorry.
1: Yeah. What's cool about that is it is cross-platform, which means, and we're uh, interesting enough. We're all on different platforms, right? Like, uh, Matt, you're on computer, Heels, you're on Xbox, I'm on PlayStation 4, so we're covering all angles, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we can all join up into a squadron, and I think you can have up to five people in your squadron. And Like what? you had mentioned, saying that this game is um, kind of like that first flight sim where you feel like you're in a squadron is true, because even playing single player, you have your your squadron with you playing which is so awesome and it's important that you stay with your squadron so team building is huge for this game uh i i I played it i've uh same thing a couple of hours really got into the the um first player storyline kind of thing loved everything that i've seen so far i love that you start off in the tie fighter and like the the graphics for it are so cool because you are legit in a TIE Fighter, or you are in an X-Wing, or an A-Wing, or whatever um, vehicle or uh, ship that you're in. It is completely different, and you can modify them, you can you can be creative with your character, all this kind of stuff. That's cool. I, I really liked it. Matt, how was your experience playing it?
3: <laughs> well, it was pretty. I liked the story. But uh, I had a computer uh, controller uh, miscommunication, I suppose, and I wasn't able to play with very good controls the first time I tried it. Um, I did like the physics, uh, the way the the game looked and felt, so I spent the better part of probably an hour and a half trying to sync my controller to my computer properly so that I could play it. And then by the time I did start to play it, I was able to finally boost because I wasn't able to do that before, and uh, yeah, I, then I ran out of time. So I really only got through the introductory mission uh, with proper controls, but it was pretty good. I, I'm looking forward to getting more into it very soon.
1: It's it's just fun. Like that's the biggest thing. Some of these games, and I've I've heard some people um, not negatively complain about it, but say that it's kind of redundant. And of course it is. It's a flight simulator. That's all you're doing. Every mission is going to be a flying mission. You're going to get in dogfights. So, from that perspective, yeah, sure. sure. It's going to be repetitive. But it's repetitive with, to me, replay value. Because it is fun. And there are, like, each mission, there is something that you have to achieve. Like, there are medals that you get. And so going through them and and you finish a mission up, oh, I didn't get this medal. You want to go back and you want to play it. This is one of those games for me. And I'm not a huge gamer in the sense where I want to go and complete everything. I have to have 100% completion rating on all the hunter. Yeah. Like, I I want a trophy hunt in this game.
3: Well, that's good. I guess that's the hallmark of a really good game. If it makes uh, somebody who doesn't do that want to do that. So... and Um, I guess, you know, too, like that argument, like, oh, it's repetitive. But you know what? So is every single online multiplayer game, you know, every first person shooter. Oh, kill the other team. You know, Fortnite. Oh, drop in, win, whatever. Like every fall guys survive the longest, right? Like they're all exactly the same.
2: Yeah. Call of Duty is... You just got
3: to find the thing that you like to do over and over again. And you know what? For some people, this might be it. For others, it might not. Yeah, you're you're right. It's good. So if you like shooting... This is it. This is a good one.
1: Absolutely and plus it's yep. Star Wars. You get to like yeah. I get to fly in a fucking X Wing.
3: And it feels or a tie like fighter. an X Wing. Yeah. The TIE Fighter. I only got to use the TIE Fighter, so like it really felt like I was in a TIE Fighter. Like just the roll. The rolling I it made me wish I had like a, a joystick. And, you know, I heard the 3D would be, or the 3D, the VR immersion would just be amazing. I've heard so it's like really, PS, really, good. On a PS5, if you can get that and some kind of VR immersion with your Squadrons game, Alan, I might have to come over and try it. Because wow, it would I'm,
4: be. I'm trying to get <laughs> trying to get a mutual friend of ours. Bobby, if you're <laughs> listening, you need to buy Squadrons. <laughs> He's got the full kit with the jump, uh, jump sheet and cockpit and everything. Oh,
3: yeah? Okay. That yeah. would be pretty cool
4: that's ridiculous oh that would be so awesome
3: might be worth it for you to just buy it and go over to bob's and play it <laughs>
1: yeah there you go <laughs> that's funny well yeah try it out i uh, i can't wait to get into the online experience i i know i'm gonna get annihilated right off the hop but i don't oh, know you're, gonna, you're getting fragged for sure and then yeah. that's okay and you're like keo you're right too um Flying that tie fighter, like i've flown, I've flown three different vehicles. I've thrown the tie, the x- wing, and the a wing, and they've all felt entirely different like you obviously, you can't feel the weight of the vehicles or anything like that, but they've done such a good job in making the tie, the a wing so much lighter than the x- wing. They've made the x- wing feel like you've got that weight from yeah, four was- corners.
3: I was just going to say that cuz yeah the tie fighter feels like I'm flying a ball. Yeah. Like, not that I have any reference for this, right. no. you know what I mean, but like it felt like mm-hmm. I, f- I was flying a ball. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It has that motion feeling of oh I'm I'm shifting left, I'm shifting right, but I'm rotating inside of me like the ball.
3: It's so quick. It like a gyroscope maybe? Is that the right thing? Like those floating yeah. compasses, yeah. you know? That's, Is that that's a gyroscope? The exact
4: terminology.
3: Yeah, gyroscope. Yeah, it well, felt like what... I was flying one of those. It was cool. So cool. You know
1: you know when Poe gets into the the X wing, or sorry, the uh, Tie fighter, and he's like, "I've always wanted to fly one of these." Like that is the literal kind of emotion I had when I started playing that first level. Like you're you're into that Tie fighter, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I've always wanted to fly one of these things." Like here you are doing it, and it's just a video game. But man, the I I think they've knocked it out of the park. It's a lot yeah. of fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, some other news. Um. <laughs> We've we've kind of talked about this whole Ray movie that Disney wants to kind of go forward with, though we've heard lots of I guess innuendo that they're not going to be bringing back anybody from the sequel trilogy. But apparently, Daisy Ridley's to return for this, and also rumored heels. You'll love this: John Boyega and Oscar Isaac are apparently to return. So here <laughs> disney
3: paying
1: them. so now this is of course this is coming from um a, not, a
3: reliable not, source
1: well it's it's not doomcock it's what's that other that movie i forget but Munch. no <laughs> no not but Munch. i can't remember the name but but it take it for what it's worth uh, that it's a rumor so i mean boyega straight up called out disney and said that he was never going to come back
3: it doesn't seem like anybody would want this movie either. It seems like they're trying to appease the actors that they, you know, kind of screwed, screwed right under the bus. Yeah. 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 I don't um, think that's going to work.
1: I guess we'll see. Mhm. But I like why would you why would you go forward with this? Because if you've already said that you're done with the Skywalker trilogy, why would you go forward with the Rey movie? Now that she claims to be a Skywalker silly Uh, another rumor we might see a younger Luke appear in season 2 of the Mando
3: oh my god I just had could that baby Yoda have been like there with Yoda when he died in uh, episode 6 and he could have found him on the planet grabbed him then
2: interesting
3: it would work (laughs) Yeah, the the might not be Yoda's home planet though. If it's Oh,
1: Dagobah's not. Dagobah's not. No. But uh it'd be it'd be interesting to see what they do with that because I mean, the thought is the child needs someone to train him. We all think it's going to be Ahsoka. But you have to think at some point between I don't know, the end of Return of the Jedi and Mando that Ahsoka has met Luke.
3: Oh, for sure.
1: Like it, it to me, it makes no sense if that hasn't happened. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, it, we may have touched on this already, and slap me down if we have. Being reported that Disney is looking at expanded universe for movie ideas. I guess we kind of talked about how Kathleen Kennedy had mentioned that. Oh, now we're just realizing that there's twenty five thousand years of of lore to kind of pick yeah. from. And yeah. we're like, well, duh.
3: <laughs> well, they—they they just did. You, I uh, sent something in our um, in our chat about the High Republic.
2: Yes, for all, so they are going
3: to be doing that, like 200 years before. Yeah. A New Hope. So it'll be nice to see them dig in there, fresh, brand new, everything. I like it because they can either do a great job and it'll be great, and if they do a bad job, then. We'll probably sell Star Wars and we can just write it out of the canon <laughs> and uh, be done with Disney if they do a bad job on this one.
1: I love your enthusiasm for that. Yeah, so I really like <laughs> that they're
3: doing something fresh and new because it, whichever to. way it goes, uh, they're, they doing it, they're, doing it, they're doing it right. They can they can always, Star Wars can always be saved. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. But if they go back and, and start redoing all the George Lucas stuff, then and they do it. They do it wrong. Then Star Wars might never be saved. See, I
1: think. I think the idea is you've got to stay away now from the Skywalker saga. You got to stay away from the Empire era, unless you're adding to it in the nineteen years of the Empire after Order sixty-six. There's a lot of story that you can tell there. Uh, there's a lot of story that you can tell after the Empire and up until. Uh, the Force Awakens. Or, or if you want, you can retell that story, The Force Awakens and, and forward. To, uh, however popular that may be, or people's opinions on it, it the, the option is always there. And, But you have to be careful with it. However, if you're going with stuff that hasn't been done before, whether that be EU things, like the Thrawn Trilogy, or and and see there you can even go with the books that they've just come out with or going forward and kind of doing maybe an old republic angle but the new republic
2: if that makes any sense um something something interesting that I saw Sam
1: Witwer who we all love because he is the voice of Darth Maul so much so that in um solo they actually had his voiceover with Ray Park's body at the end of the movie there. That is Sam Whitworth talking. hmm uh, through weird.
2: <laughs>
1: I I thought I thought it was weird as, as well. But I guess
4: yeah, they... cause, cause, I mean Ray Park has voiced Earth Maul before. Wasn't they, they suddenly like listen to him and, and, and they're like Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Let's go back to the cartoon guy. Yes, it just seems weird. But what? It's, it's weird, right? Yeah, right. Like we you know what Darth Maul sounds like. Ray Park voiced him in in uh, episode one. He had very and, few yeah, lines, though. It, very few lines, but he had a voice. Yeah, <laughs> and one that I don't think people are like, yes, that needs to be changed. And and don't don't get me wrong. I think Sam Whitworth has done a fantastic job as Darth Maul on, in the cartoon. And he's very associated with the voice now. But I don't think it was to hear him, you know and talk those three lines were so jarring in Ray Park's voice that it needed to be replaced.
1: well, and especially since if they go ahead and do another solo movie, like Maul's got to be a part of it, and he's got to be a yeah. he's got to be a big part of it. You're going to be dubbing over with Witwer the whole time. That'll seem really weird. Um, Anyway, he was throwing some critique the Last Jedi way. This is what he said, quote, Last Jedi to me, felt like a movie made by a guy who hadn't quite done his homework. Heels, you'll love this. I think Ryan Johnson's a talented guy, but Bruce Lee didn't develop Jeet Kune Do without learning Kung Fu first. You can't reinvent Star Wars without knowing Star Wars first. He didn't do it for me. Um, He didn't make a compelling argument for why Luke didn't go and help his sister. I agree 100% with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and He's like, this is just my opinion, guys. There were a lot of things in The Last Jedi I found compelling in a Ryan Johnson filmmaking point of view. Again, I agree with that. They just didn't fit into Star Wars. I don't think he did his Star Wars homework, the themes, what it's about, what the characters are about. Bang on. He's bang on like even the characters yep. that were just being introduced and trying to establish. I felt like he didn't understand their characters
2: at all, yep. especially Boyega and Poe and Poe even
1: maybe even more so Poe, because I think Poe had a bigger role in that film. And I felt he was just a whiny bitch a little bit. And it, it like, he was, uh I, it's, it's, it's crazy. I think Sam Witwer is dead on with these comments. But we've maybe ripped apart these sequels enough.
2: <laughs> <Good>.
3: <laughs> uh, Need to let this, those wounds heal.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding, eh? Uh, this leads into uh, more continued rumors of Knights of the Old Republic, a uh, series of films, or Disney Plus shows. Apparently this is getting louder and louder like it's I don't know how much you guys have seen on this but the idea is they want to do something and they want to get it right and one of the ways that they can make the fan base happy and make Star Wars fans I think in general happy is going with old republic stories. Now, I don't know if they're going to incorporate that into the new republic or the high republic timeline. They they may well. And that would be interesting to see. But um I don't don't see them doing something along the lines of Old Republic because you have to have Jedi Knights, you have to have Sith Lords, and you're not going to have that with the High Republic.
3: Like, you you can't. Well, you you could maybe have Darth Plagueis behind the scenes stuff, maybe. Uh Like, they don't know that the Sith is around. Maybe he's got another apprentice. Uh, Maybe he's just there... Maybe he's maybe he's an up and coming Jedi, uh, and he falls. That would be kind of cool. It would be. Um, and maybe I, I don't know what Darth Plagueis' backstory is, or maybe he could be the one that manipulates some higher up or some up and coming Jedi into. Uh, I don't know. Who knows, right? They could they could easily incorporate a lot of dark side stuff. They could maybe do the night night sisters because it's not that the dark side isn't there. It's just that the Sith aren't around, right? So they could do night right. sisters and force magic. Um, they can do all sorts of dark side abilities, just not Sith.
1: Well, what I hope they don't do is I hope like because obviously we've been told that in Phantom Medis it's been a thousand years since anybody's heard or seen anything from a Sith lord
3: and lived right live. that's right. the and thing live. that they could do
1: you're 100 percent correct but that's 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 where it gets a little a touchy right because like i've I've said this before you could absolutely have the sith involved in these storylines but they've got to win every single time
3: like what there's okay with i'm kind of like villains and, and you're looking <laughs> right. more as i get older you know like they, <laughs> i don't know why but you know that i think they're they're more interesting characters you yeah than heroes <sighs>
1: Yes and no. I think you just have to write the heroes the right way. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, I, I, and and you'll, you may disagree with this, but Obi-Wan, to me, is a really interesting character.
3: Oh, he is, for sure. I would not disagree and, with that at all.
1: I, and, like, but... I just don't is, like it Like, for me, that I might as well
3: like for him is, like, his is like him as a person like if, if i had to go out for beers with people i would not want to go for a beer with <laughs> obi-wan kenobi like that's the kind of dislike that i have for him right? he'd be so boring like he you know what i mean like he'd be so by the book and so i don't know he's, he's not doesn't, you know, let, he you doesn't the kind loose. of guy you get a couple
4: of beers and be kind
1: of
3: fun he doesn't let loose though that's the problem
1: yeah See but he does, and we don't see it. That's the thing. Like he it has passed. Sateen, I guess. Yeah, he's got a pass with Satine. He almost left the Jedi Order for her. Mm-hmm. Like that's not by the book. Him killing himself and not telling Anakin. Not by the book. And we'll we'll that get it. We'll get it.
3: That was
2: that. that
3: was pretty. Uh, yeah, that was that was a crazy story. I like that one. No,
1: I think I think Obi Wan is an interesting character because he does things that are so on the edge but he does it in such a proper way that yeah, we he's,
3: don't... A, he's the diplomat. Yeah, but like I
1: I I find him and Mace Windu to be very similar in character. Like c- character as a person. Not not the same as a Jedi or anything like that or as their their mentalities, just the way that they do things. Obi-Wan Toes that line but on the light side of it. Mace Windu toes that line really in the middle and maybe even a little dark.
3: His fighting style is supposed to be based on dark side, right?
1: Yes. So, like, for me, like you had mentioned so many times, like, Obi-Wan's kind of, like, dishonest. And, yeah,
3: he's very manipulative.
1: And manipulative. And to me, I find that interesting because I I don't think you're going to find many people that will sit there and go yeah he's a terrible person he's not he just and like he mentions in these episodes that we're going we're going to talk
3: cunning. about that's the best word for him he's What's cunning that?
1: he's
2: cunning yeah he's
1: cunning and he he has to in order what? to get things done which is not a trait we would give a jedi very often so
4: the I, I well, like, entire backstory came from the fact that he's always a bit. He was a rebellious one himself, right? Like you remember, in episode one, they tried to paint the tale that you know he listened to Qui Gon, but he wasn't the best listener, if you will.
1: Yes and no. Like if you've read the Master and Apprentice book, it's it's solely on um, Obi Wan and Qui Gon's kind of relationship as Padawan and Master, and Obi Wan is very by the book. Qui Gon opens him up towards the end of the book. Oh, sorry, yes, that's what I meant. Sorry, it yeah. was the opposite of it,
4: yes. Yeah, like yeah. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon is more of a, you gotta relax, sometimes rules are meant to be broken.
3: Yes. Yeah. You gotta learn the rules to break them properly, kind of thing. Yes, yes. Yeah.
4: And, and it
1: took him a while to get that way, and finally he does. And even in Phantom Menace, you can see that he still questions what Qui-Gon kind of does. But then by the end, because he his, he's so in tune with his master and he loves his master, that he's, yep, okay, I will defy the Jedi Council if I have to, to train this boy. And we all saw what that led. Way to go, Obi-Wan, you screwed everything up. <laughs> um, I'm looking to see, I'm really interested to see how they go with it. I, I just, I think if you're going to start a new series, maybe a Disney Plus series, or if you're going to do a series of movie, start with Jedi Knights without lightsabers, and at the end of the film or show some inventive jedi lights one up changing the whole direction of the sith and the jedi and then bam you can that'd go cool. whatever direction you want like
3: that'd be they, like yeah i wonder how how would that be primitive like before like a lightsaber? Stars, before star travel um
1: no not necessarily but see if you've read anything on the past of the jedi they had these lightsabers but they had like big heavy packs that made them work really and so it wasn't just like a hilt it was attached to like a big cord that would kind of like almost like a a proton floor yeah like a proton pack kind of thing okay and so they had and then originally they had like swords and and they i guess they were what is i was gonna say vibranium but that's not right um like the Mandos
3: had these swords too. Oh, um I just so can't the, ally, the alloy of their armor.
1: Yeah, something it was not, not what we see in the Mandalorian show. It's different. Okay. But um but yeah, they had these swords and then eventually they they got the lightsabers. They invented the technology to be able to have these lights. Like do do something like that where the Jedi Knights are fighting the Sith and like you're trying to find that edge and bam, this Jedi Knight or a Sith Lord comes up and invents a lightsaber and obviously that technology is going to get passed on to both groups kind of thing and bam they go from there or you have a Jedi Knight who invents it and eventually turns to the dark side like there's there's so many possibilities
2: yeah
3: yeah. there is
1: uh, that's all I got for news
2: anybody else got anything uh, I don't I'm guessing no. he doesn't i don't think so nope. okay let's get
1: into the episodes we were watching episodes 407 up to 418 oh my goodness like i said before if you thought that this was a kid show whew, uh yeah. don't have your kids watching any anymore because it gets dark real quick like if you were looking for war alan this is right up your alley there is no politics whatsoever it is fighting 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 dark terrible planet jedi and uh, clone troopers in all sorts of trouble fighting on a planet that they have no idea about betrayal everything that you could possibly ask for in an arc in the clone wars
3: you know yeah this general krell the holembar arc oh my god it's so good you know like actually after rewatching these episodes you know i almost think that had they you know not ended this arc with the death of krell he easily could have been a wicked villain instead of maul coming back throughout the rest of the clone wars like he was good he was really a good evil type of villain you know just a jedi right in the middle of his fall can't wait to turn him to turn the planet over to dooku like it's just so good Oh, it's awesome.
1: And they did such a good job of writing this story. Sowing the seeds for Krell falling and setting up the clones really well in this in this arc too. So yeah, show that Especially, they're
3: not just robots. Yeah. Well, Followers. it's an yeah.
1: And that's imp- that's an important theme, right? Because you've got um. Uh, you've got what's his face? Oh, who's the guy that is all on Krell? Just loves him so much. Um,
3: oh, it was uh, Dogma.
1: Yes, Dogma.
3: He, like he he
1: falls for Krell's. I don't want to say his his um, personality or his. his his demeanor or anything like that but it's he's all about like he's one of those clones that oh no we gotta follow orders we gotta follow orders to the letter of the law and you see throughout this this arc uh, Rex who is very much a guy that was followed by the book but lead by example don't ask these troopers to do what you wouldn't do kind of thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: we, yeah, oh, we, like we yeah. see Rex struggle with this
3: mm-hmm. huge
2: oh yeah
1: You've got Fives, who is just like, nope, not putting up with this garbage. I'll fight back anytime. You've
3: yeah, got... These guys are like Skywalker's troops, right? Yes. It's so the they're used person. to having a very different kind of leader. You know, well, that and... was, like in one of the parts they say, you know, um, Fives. Skywalker always leads his troops at the front, where Krell's yep. always here at the back, you know? Um, well, and that's the cool thing about this arc, too. Like, we see Krell
1: fight twice. Mm-hmm. Once when nothing is happening, and some of the, I guess, local alien or whatever you want to call flora or fauna, um, sarlacc
3: on
2: uh, of no, no, jungle.
1: not this, not the sarlacc, but like a flying one of those flying things. They come down and okay. they, cap, they catch one of the troopers,
2: okay, yes, and yes, Krell yes,
1: comes okay. in and slices it in half, like just saves them, and is like, oh, are we done messing around? Kind of thing. That's the he that's the only time he actually fights until the troopers finally are like, okay, this guy is yeah. clearly out of his they, loop, right? Yep. Yeah. Um Rex immediately confronts Krell on the plan of just going straight into battle, not doing and, and actually going against Anakin's uh plan, original plan. Not. The thing is, Krell super prejudice against the clones he's literally one of those jedi generals that is the clones are there to die that's all they're good for there's they're not good for anything else he tells them as much and um yeah all of the clones are sitting there thinking krell is crazy and blatantly putting him in harm's way mm-hmm. him and rex like five and rex have like some good back to and back in the in these arc or in this arc right like they're not at each other's throats you see that they disagree but you also see that rex is disagreeing only on the basis that he has to follow his jedi general
3: even if he doesn't morally disagree disagree. no he yeah right there's so many good things in this I, like even just the opening scene, I had that like just the crazy combat. Yeah. Like I don't know why for me it reminded me a little bit of the movie Saving Private Ryan, and like you yeah. know just the gritty the gritty deaths and you know just like the the really nasty dropships coming into the planet, uh, trying to gra- gain some ground. Oh, it was just so cool, and and just the Umbaran technology was so neat too. Like the way they had like the they're like in they're based off of animals kind of like that centipede thing that centipede tank that was pretty awesome
1: spider tank yeah you're right
3: um yeah and and their their ships were cool i like that they have to use them and he quotes uh he quotes Anakin. He's like, "Oh, I heard somebody tell me that the trick is to blow them up from the inside." And yeah. <laughs> so that was like yeah, Anakin yeah. in Episode well, One.
1: He he references it too. He tells he yeah. says that Anakin told me that when he was young in the Battle of Naboo, he flew into the droid ship and blew it mm-hmm. up from the inside.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they they mentioned there's a lot of fan service in the in this series, yeah, which I thought was interesting because the I think at one point even like even just in this twelve episode like watch that we're doing. At one point somebody mentioned something about Chancellor Valorum. I can't remember. I think that's later on though. But yeah, it is it's cool that we got to see a lot of this stuff. Um as they kind of continue on their way, Obi-Wan contacts Krell and uh, is telling them that um they need to do something about this airbase because that's where they're getting all of their supplies. Uh, I guess the capital is getting their supplies from there. So, the plan is to now go and attack the airbase. Rex comes up with a good plan. Krell immediately denies it and says we're going straight in. Yeah. All the troopers talk about how Krell is effective, but at the same time also has the highest rate of death out of all the clones in the Republic Army. Jedi Generals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting to me, and I was thinking about this, so we here we are, we're Balls deep into the Clone Wars, and how has there never been a discussion on when the Clone Wars started? The Jedi weren't generals in any army; they were just peacekeepers. How did they become generals? Was that a Palpatine initiative in yeah, order probably to probably asked them to further like? But as the Jedi, would they not be like, nope, can't do it? That's not what we're here for.
2: I guess,
1: are they I
2: guess are they that happened.
3: fallen? I, I guess it must happen at the end of episode two, right? When they're in the Coliseum and the clones come in, and it's like, hey, all of a sudden, we're an army. Yeah. Like, I guess it was a very easy step for them to just be like, well, you're already here. Foot in the door principal, maybe on Chancellor's part. Like, he's he's just a, a mastermind, and like big we time, see, big time, big time. He's just like, oh, he's so good, you know. I would um, just
1: love to see how that turned out and how like and i'd love to see at the end of it so palpatine manipulates the jedi into becoming these generals or names them generals of the republic army and the jedi after it's all said and done are kind of sitting there going wait what what did we just sign up for
3: well i guess me you know in their opinion they'd probably be like well we have the foresight and the knowledge and the resources to like protect democracy basically right so, and I guess they're, you know, if the, the Separatists win, the Jedi are also ended, probably. Yep. yep.
1: For the most part. Actually,
3: they do have a stake in it. They are not, uh... They're not neutral like they should be. Like, mediators just, between yeah. both sides, which they should have been. They should have been they should have just been like, nope, we're gonna mediate between both sides. Yeah. I, not, I, we shouldn't I, have taken... They shouldn't have taken a side.
1: You know what maybe is a little bit of a missed opportunity with the Clone Wars is the fact that They could have gone back and had an episode where they referenced some of the stuff from the Old Republic, saying that, you know what, the Jedi have always been these peacekeepers, these mediators, and we've seen in our history, when we have gone to war, when we have been Jedi generals, that it has failed miserably. And so maybe that's where you could have had, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this is something that happens sometime down the road, where you have Jedi splitting from the Order, because I I never signed up. Well, I guess signing up is the wrong word, but like we were never meant to be warriors. We were never meant to be soldiers and and generals and leading armies and stuff like that. I would love to see some sort of storyline down the road come out, something like that, whether it is an Old Republic storyline, or maybe maybe they go a hundred years into the future Jedi are reestablished. There's hundreds of them, two thousands of them and some sort of maybe the used Vong story arc comes out Heals. I know you're smacking your hands at that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and half the Jedi leave the order because they're not, or order- we've seen this. We know what happened. The empire happened last time we did this. And then you get the infighting. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm I digress though. <laughs>
2: um,
1: moving along, Jesse and Fives. The they they end up getting into the base. They steal two ships. They blow up the rest of the ships. Uh, they save the rest of the Jedi, or not Jedi, uh, the clones as they're being attacked by these robotic centipedes, and spiders, and things like that. They take the airbase. Is it Jesse? That figures out how to use these?
3: I can't remember which one it was. It's the not, one by accident it might
1: have been hard case actually. Yeah, maybe. So they figure it out, and they come up with a plan that they tell Rex about. Rex goes and tells Krell, and Krell says no. <laughs> because Krell is in the midst of planning something here that we don't know about just yet. So... Fives, Hardcase, and Jesse get into ships and they fly up to get into the droid, I guess, command center and blow it up. Hardcase dies, sacrificing himself, because his ship goes down and he takes, I guess, one of the manufactured weapons that I guess they attach to the to the ships and blows up the, the command center, which essentially takes away any backup that... Uh, the Umbarans had in their capital city. Obi-Wan takes over the capital city. The They come back, make up a fib to tell Krell, and Krell sees right through it and orders their execution. The person who's leading the execution is Dogma, and then the clones that are lined up to shoot Jesse and Fives intentionally miss, drop their guns. And that's when Rex is fully on board with, this is ridiculous. What is going on here?
3: You don't execute good soldiers like that.
1: Yeah, and he says it too, right? What what does he say? Something about, like, you don't execute heroes?
3: Yeah, something like that. And that's what
1: these guys are. Um, He goes to tell Krell. Krell is just about to court-martial him. And then there is a call-in from a clone who says that they're under attack. New Barnes are coming. They're dressed up like clones, so be wary of that. Krell is very, and like, I don't know, I never noticed this the first time I watched it, obviously, but watching it this time, Krell is very adamant about the whole these guys are wearing like, clone armor.
3: They're dressed like clones, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So they get they get out into the Umbaran landscape, they come across these Umbarans, air quotations going on, that are firing on the clones. The clones fire back, they're killing each other. Rex gets up to one of them, takes off his mask, and it's a clone. So the it's whole Obi-Wan.
3: plan. That's one of Obi-Wan's clones, too. Right? Yes, that's the right. Orange because, ones.
1: Um, Waxer. Kind of Cody's is, unit. Yeah, and Waxer, who we know, is one of the clones that's been. He's the commander at this point for the opposite side of Obi-Wan's clones. And he says that they were told by Krell that Umbarns were attacking and that they were wearing clone armor, and that he dies. And just the whole. the kind of thing that happens to Rex sits back and is like what is going on so uh, they all come to the conclusion that okay we know what we have to do let's go and do it and they go to arrest Kral who just cuts down almost everybody and escapes goes into the
3: forest two double bladed lightsabers
1: four arms he's like what Basically, he's what uh, General Grievous could look like. <laughs>
3: yeah, but like if he was living.
1: Yeah, he's just yeah. so much more impressive. Yeah. Um,
3: is he the same species as... The diner guy? Yeah. I think um, so. Dex. Dex. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I think he might be.
1: Dex is a very much less uh, strength. <laughs> just a big fat whatever he is. Um, so they chase him down hard case has a great idea hard case no not Hardcase. i uh, remember which one i think it's fives
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think it's fives but fives has an idea where he tells code or uh, tells rex to lead Krell yeah. towards him and he does and he steps on the the umbaran i guess sarlacc pit or whatever you want to call it and he gets caught in there and they they get him they they um stun him and they arrest him and then he just tells them his plan yeah. <laughs> Like, classic cartoon villain just gives up everything. I did it because I could.
2: Well, he did say that
3: he had, you know, he wanted to become Dooku's new apprentice, right? Yeah. He he, wanted to join the Sith, basically, and he was going to turn this planet over to Dooku by having the clones kill one another so that they belonged to the Separatists. And then, yeah, he was going to be like, I'll be your apprentice. It would have been really cool, actually, if that had happened. Like, if Obi-Wan wasn't involved, like and, and the 501st, if it was just a couple other clone units, I think that would have been pretty cool to make him as, like, the Clone Wars, like, new Asajj, Ventress, whatever. I know we get yeah. into Maul and his brother now, going forward after this, but... Uh, well, was, what it would,
2: have, have, been, what would
3: really have been really interesting...
1: Yeah, he was. And mm-hmm. you're right, I would have loved to have seen that. But the thing is, though, we already had the Emperor trying to put down Asajj because she was becoming powerful in the Force. Krell is at that, like, he's a master. Right? So him joining Dooku for Palpatine, it makes no sense for that to happen. Like, he's, oh, yeah. he, he would have right been right. like, nah, this, you can't have that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, like, yeah, it would have been cool to see that kind of story play out. But, um, <laughs> basically, so you've got, you've got, uh, Dogma in prison, you've got Krell telling him they're telling them exactly what's going on, how he's, he's become, I guess his eyes are open to the way the Jedi are now. There's a new force that is coming and he's actually still blinded because he doesn't think he doesn't know it's Palpatine. He thinks it's, it is Dooku. And then they're, they're going to execute him because they have to. And Rex can't, is having issues doing it because he knows that this is, there's repercussions for what he's about to do, yep. and then Dogma steals Five's gun and shoots him, just not even hesitating. Yeah, and kills, and kills. And I'm like, I thought about this. There is your first clone killing a Jedi death in the Clone Wars.
3: That's true, eh? It kind like, of goes over the, stuff, the inhibitor yeah. 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 Good point.
4: Good point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's there's definitely an illusion there
1: it's it's downhill for here. <laughs> like things are about to get worse.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I like Rex has become one of my favorite characters. I like yeah, I really yeah. like them, but since we're doing this rewatch, oh man, just like he is so awesome.
3: He's the best soldier anybody could ever ask for.
1: Yeah, he makes yep. Cody look terrible. Yep. Like <laughs> Cody just gets worse and worse in my eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Awesome arc. Everything is everything's amazing about it. i I can't tell you enough. What a way to start this 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 watch along. I absolutely love it. Um
2: Next up, we've got Anakin. Oh, this next arc is so
1: I like
3: flavor arc.
2: I, I was telling,
1: yeah, I was telling you, I'm like, man, for us to watch these arcs because we, Like, these 12 episodes, we get three massive arcs that are so important in the grand scheme of things. And I had said, like, the M'Varan arc is so awesome. How are they going to top that? Well, they do it with the slave, the slaver arc, the Zygerian slaver arc. And it's huge because it has such a huge impact on Anakin.
3: Right? And then even as... past now, right? This is like the first time he really faces his slaving past. Big time. And
1: Ahsoka doesn't know about
3: it. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like, so they get to this planet um,
3: Yeah, the, I, I, this was it's like one of the these episodes is kind of like where I think Ahsoka might start to become terrified of Anakin because she's, she's starting so to see the cracks in his Yeah! Right? Like he's starting like, to show them now, finally but she sees Wars. it and nobody else does I think Obi-Wan does he just doesn't say so, anything
1: I think Obi-Wan is a little in denial
3: i think so too
1: because i think he doesn't he doesn't want to believe that that's happening mm-hmm. right that's his brother that's his yeah, like that's he's also he's his student
3: it's up- also a student yep. too so it would represent a failure on his part
1: well and, and we see that in episode three mm-hmm. when he he's like who could have done this and yoda's like well come on <laughs> like you know who did this but i i yeah, I don't want to tell you and he's like no I must see and oh, Yoda's like yeah I wouldn't do that and he looks and he's like oh I can't believe this like but you can see that he's like oh, I can kind of believe this <laughs> so and uh, yeah like th- this is the perfect arc for it because we see we see um the three of them go to this uh, I I can't remember the name of this planet Kilos where yeah. To Gruto, they're that's their planet, and they're all kidnapped and basically sold into slavery by the Ziggarian. Who there's a pretty fun fight that happens at the end of the episode. Uh, Anakin and Ahsoka have to go and find these bombs in order to save people. That basically just the runaround. Um,
3: Just like, I know how to solve the bomb, and he just slashes it. And then (laughs) it's like, How did you know that was going to work? And he's like, I just trusted my instincts. She's like, But that's kind of interesting to see, like, you know, that's usually how right his instincts have been so far, right? Yeah. And and at the beginning of the episode, too, they had, like, I I thought they were force owls, right? Yeah. Yeah, which I thought was, like, interesting. I was trying to wonder, like, what maybe they weren't the owls maybe they just look similar to the the force owls i i like, think they, they really weren't ahsoka similar. heavy interest he- ahsoka heavy episodes like they were equal like i think i say they're even more anakin than ahsoka
1: for sure but i will tell you this ahsoka looks strong in these episodes
3: it does. she's definitely getting stronger
1: oh man i have a i have a little comment on her coming up in just a little bit um Anakin, when he finds out the Zergarians are on the planet, is just beyond pissed off. Um, Obi Wan tries to calm him down. Ahsoka just asks, "What's going on? Like, why is he so angry about this?" Obi Wan asks if she's talked to Anakin about his past. She's like, "Nope, he never. He just doesn't want to talk about it." And as he's walking away,
3: yeah. say he doesn't want to talk about his past, kind of thing. Yeah.
1: And as he's walking away, Vader music. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I love this bad guy's name, Darts Dinar. <laughs> like that's just baller. The bad guys on this show have just the most awesomest of names. Uh, he's talking with Dooku as Kenobi kind of comes up on him, and then they fight. Obi Wan just giving in, basically throwing the fight until Anakin gets the last bomb, and then all oh, all of a sudden, just crushes the. Dr- this is this is a bad thing for Clone, for for the show. How easily he de- destroys those clones. Like, to me, once I saw that, I was like, the Jedi should never have any issue with clones ever again. Yeah. But they do. <laughs> um,
3: like, with Order 66.
1: Did I say clones or droids?
3: Droids. Yeah. He said like, clones.
1: Okay, I'm meaning droids. Like, he crushes okay. the droids, right?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Hands up, crushes them, and that's it. And, yep. like,. To me, I'm like, there's there should never be an issue with droids ever again in Clone Wars. But yeah, there it is. It could be um, a
3: numbers thing.
1: Yeah, to an extent. Um, Zygarian gets away, but uh, they capture him on this this weird-ass ship that uh, Ahsoka and Anakin hop on, and then...
3: Uh, oh yeah, this was it, the one thing too. Like, that hop. Right? Like, that was up big jump and well, then, they like, use
1: they, they use the mechanical droid thing whatever they used to, mm-hmm. to run up on it jump off of that and then jump onto the chip. Of You're that right thing. that it was a ridiculous a... jump yes
3: yeah. yeah but ahsoka couldn't jump onto the platform in the wookiee episode with yeah that's Chebacca. right you know that was one of those things that caught me like she should have been able to do that she should have been able to yep yeah.
1: Um, well, maybe her powers are just growing that much more.
3: <laughs> I guess so. She makes it easily
1: here. Um, basically the end of the episode, the Jedi Council fret over the uh, the fact that the slaving is just a vehicle for the return of the Sith.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yoda's pretty concerned about it. The beginning of the next episode is pretty fun because they're going to Zygeria, I guess, is the name of the planet, where they meet the queen, Anakin, Says something
3: about how he uh, he is uh, love him or something,
1: something like that, and then Ahsoka throws some shade at him right away about well, maybe you should start being a master then, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny.
3: Yeah, uh, the thing that I liked in the opening that I noted was the knife fight between the two little creatures. <laughs> like, you want to talk about like a show not being a kid show anymore? They've got like that of the Hut like.
2: Oh uh, little creature. Right. I forgot and about that.
3: They're just that. standing there, like, and there's people sitting <laughs> around there and they're having a knife fight, like probably to the death for gambling purposes, right? Because oh. they're on the slaving planet. I thought that was hilarious.
1: That is pretty funny. I completely yeah. forgot about that.
3: I don't know why, but that really stood out to me. I was like,
1: huh. Cool. Well, as like as a cartoon, you that is not something you would expect. Like this not whole this whole arc, you've got Anakin trying to be a, a like a playboy. You've got um ahsoka pretending to be a slave the whole arc is ro- roiled around slavery and then yeah you've got these two creatures fighting to the death for gambling money like it's you're right there's the show is far and beyond being a kid show anymore and it's all about telling just an amazing story um
2: the, meet the slaving queen
1: yeah and, and like the whole thing is awesome. Snips just being incredible and like I I, I was confused a little bit watching it because I'm like, okay, she's supposed to be playing a slave, or she's supposed to be playing a new slave who is like, I am not gonna be a slave, I don't wanna be a slave, like that kind of thing, and fighting back, right? Because at times you see Anakin looking at her like, What are you doing? Yeah. And then basically the queen is like, Oh, I really like her. I want um and something happens to her former Oh, she she jumps out the uh, the window or off the ledge because oh, yeah. she doesn't want to be a slave.
3: Anakin saves her life, the queen's life, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And then she runs and jumps and kills herself. Mm-hmm. Better to die than be the slave. Yeah. Um, and then Anakin just is like, "Oh, she is my gift to you." He gives Ahsoka over to the queen. <laughs>
3: yeah, but you know what? He was right about being a ladies' man because the queen of all slavers all falls head slave. over heels for them for him yep. big time. Yep.
1: Which is interesting, because she's a different species than he is, and when he takes off yeah. his helmet, she's like, ooh.
3: Yeah. yeah um, but you know what, though, in, like, the future arc that we, like, later on, when the in the Crisis on Naboo, like, the last episode of the, the Watch series that we did, yeah. you see Pat, when Padme and Ahsoka get together, and they're talking about Anakin, you can see them kind of gush over him a little bit. Where he's okay. like, I'll be where, to, you'll know where to find me, and then, like, oh, where's that? It's like, oh, at the, Front saving the day, and they're like, Oh, I know that's Anakin. Uh, Sorry,
1: yeah, you're right, you're
3: right.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I like, I love this scene where she's dangling in the cage and she's meditating, and then you got the Zygarian standing there just jawing at her, and she just casually force pulls him, and he's like falling off, and she's like, You better wish that that doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's a (laughs) good line.
1: I this is peak Ahsoka for me. Like, yeah. that is to me that's Obi Wan influence on her. I, I loved it, and then she gets shocked and whatever. But like,
3: probably worth it.
1: Oh, that was easily so worth it. Um, yeah. Obi Wan is captured trying to save the I guess uh, the premiere of
2: yeah Kilos, I, I guess,
1: so. mm-hmm. and yeah. he is brought out into, I guess, this battle arena, and Anakin is supposed to go down and whip him. Kill him, I'm not quite sure. But then, of course, Anakin doesn't. Notices what he said to him there. Oh, I gotta save the day again, old man. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you guys are pretty close in age here. <laughs> um, I guess so. You see how powerful Anakin is. Because Ahsoka gets whipped and electrocuted. She drops. Obi-Wan, same thing, gets whipped once, electrocuted drops. There's like seven of these whips wrapped around Anakin and he's fighting them until like the eighth one comes and yeah, then he and finally the, falls over.
3: And the like, Queen's just like, oh my god, what yeah, fire or something. Exactly. You know? <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, they did a good job of showing how powerful Anakin is.
3: He's really becoming more powerful even like each episode almost now.
1: Yeah, which is good because it, it, it's, he has to be. He mm-hmm. has to be. Um, Obi-Wan is taken to the Slavery reeducation education Center uh, finds the population of the Tegrutans there uh, and right off the hop and here again, just super dark the Warden kills a bunch of the Tegrutans just to send a warning to Kenobi to stay in line like, wow super dark Anakin is made to serve the Queen in order to keep Rex, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka safe, and he has no choice, and he hates it, and you know what hate leads to.
3: Force choking.
2: <laughs> and I bet
3: that the queen loved it. Like she seemed to be so into Anakin. Um, once he's in after force that. Choking,
1: Yeah, once she's force choked or once he's force choked her, she's like, I ah, still, I dig it.
3: Yeah, she's still into him after that. Maybe even more so. So it's just, I thought that was funny. I don't know. Um, it just, is funny. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And then, yeah, I guess the rest of the episode, like, she's trying to get Anakin to uh, he I, I coerce He doesn't legit commit to it, though. No.
1: Because she gives him the option, right? Like, if you become my slave, your friends will go free. Yeah, and he and he's like, how do I know that you'll keep your bargain? Or when she's like, I'm a I'm a whatever creature she is of her word or whatever. So, the next episode gets into I guess it's the the last episode of this arc. Mm-hmm. Um, Duku comes down, and basically is like, you need to kill them now. Yeah. Don't don't mess around. She doesn't want to give up Anakin because, like you said, she's just super into him. Yeah. <laughs>
3: He turned on and, the charm, like he said, the force charm, I guess. Which is,
1: <laughs> do you think? Like, do you think at some point is he using the force as like an angle with her, and maybe that's what it is?
3: I think. Well, or I her. mean, I think. I don't know. Like, I know this isn't a podcast for that, but I think women are are really like power, right? And <laughs> and Anakin is the most powerful one of the most powerful people on the planet right and he's he's confident i guess he's good looking um at least in the show he's animated to be quite like you know he's attractive, mas- yeah. masculine and handsome yeah um you know he's powerful he's able to do just about anything he's fiery you know so he's passionate he may not always obviously he doesn't have the best character uh qualities uh all over um uh, and he does have his downsides but um yeah i think she really she's really into him yeah and i mean you know like padme same thing you know she was really into him because uh you know he was super creepy in episode two yeah i know like i guess you maybe have to like uh, i don't know maybe read the novelization i don't know i haven't read it but uh yeah, you can't really go off of what he says in episode 2 but like
1: Star, Star Wars is very much a movie set in the 1920s. <laughs>
3: yeah. Have yeah. you ever seen
1: that family guy episode where they uh where um Carter Peter schmidt meets his wife? I can't remember.
0: No, so I don't think in so. In the in
1: the episode and I know we're going a little off topic here but in the episode Peter schmidt like uh I, I forget his wife's name but she's on a beach and he's sitting there and she accidentally spills something on him and he calls her like the b word and then slaps her and the, it's set in the 20s so obviously they're making fun of that old school mentality and <laughs> he she's like oh my goodness i hope he's talking about me and then he slaps her and she's like oh he is she's excited for it <laughs> it's like this with this with this queen she loves him yeah the yeah beach. but he should
3: yeah, and I, I guess what I'm getting at with the, the power thing is like it means that if she's with them, she'll be safe, right? So and she'll like,
1: have that sense of power herself,
3: right? And she exactly, it'll be hers to use, and it'll protect her. So, like, I think that's really appealing to a lot of people, a lot of women, and um, and you know, a, a queen in that position, it would definitely be appealing because it helps her maintain her power and her position, right? Oh, so she, and especially everything about Anakin is great to her.
1: <laughs> and especially being under the heel of Dooku too, right? Like he yeah. comes, he, he again uh, orders the Jedi's execution. She denies it, and then he force chokes her. <laughs> yeah, she like, probably
3: didn't like that one very no, much. No,
1: she that one wasn't no. good. He's old and he's old <laughs> and ugly.
3: Yeah.
2: So
1: Anakin comes and he, I guess he kind of saves her from instant death because she doesn't die right away, right? And then yeah. they have a bit of a fight. He picks her up, jumps out the window. And as she's dying, he gets her to tell her where Obi-Wan is.
3: Yeah, I was I guess that's why he picked her up. Yeah. I mean well, I thought he th- was being a little sympathetic for her. Because he's going to so convince her that she's a slave too in some well, way, right?
1: And I think he sees that there is here's a person who's grown up in this setting, right? This this immoral setting, if you want to say it that way. And now she's realizing, you know what, I don't oh, I, I am a slave maybe this isn't right yeah so yeah i mean you can take it for that you can take it for she just got caught at the end and died and whatever but like i think there's a there's a piece to be said about her kind of realizing the ways that she kind of lived her life and how she had her her foot on the end of other people's bodies and and their lives as well
3: yeah and uh, you know as soon as she stands up to her master what does he do kills her Right, <laughs> kind of like uh, the same old song and dance for slavery everywhere. So big time,
1: um, big time, yeah. Anakin, Ahsoka, R2, they stormed the. Uh, I don't even know. Did they have a name for it?
3: No, it was just like the prison over the. Was it over the crater?
1: It was just. It was yeah. It yeah. was something because they were dropping when Anakin or when Obi Wan showed up.
3: Oh yes, it was. It did have a name. It's. Oh crap! I can't even read my own handwriting. It's like, Tacro. Something uh, like
1: that. Yeah, yeah.
3: Kaho? Oh my god, I can't believe I can't read my own name. It's the name That's of the episode right. anyway. That's, Escape from whatever. Oh, right. Um, and uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Icaro? I don't
1: so, know. I think it's cup, cup <laughs> <of tea. laughs> Let's Now we have to find out. So yes, we're going we We're going we're going to look at this up right now. Where is it? <laughs> um but you're right. Anakin shows up and immediately doesn't even doesn't even worry about being indiscriminate he's killing everybody left right and center um, it is cadavo
3: oh, Yeah, same time we're we're equally good googlers and searchers
1: there we go mm-hmm. uh anakin just indiscriminately killing slave owners i guess and 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 masters and people that are in charge of keeping them in line uh yeah, he's so
3: ruthless with that.
1: Well, and Ahsoka <laughs> notices it right away cuz she looks yeah. at him as like, oh no, not Anakin no. <laughs> yeah. Kind of seeing him drop drop a notch in the Jedi. Like whatever your Jedi level is, <laughs> um interesting way that the, the warden kind of deals with things. He puts all the slaves into one, I guess, cell. And mm-hmm. then the cells are all, I guess, designed to drop these people in a heartbeat for whatever reason, maybe because of Republic or whatever. But yeah. the the walls get electrified and the and the wall or the floor starts moving in, basically, so that they're just going to drop right out. They either touch the wall, die, or they drop out and they die. Which is kind of a terrifying thing. Um, yeah, it's a good gets way to there. keep
3: Obi-Wan in line, too. Big time. Well, you know, when. When yeah. we
1: mentioned this before, Obi-Wan shows up and he just drops a bunch out and was like, yeah, stay in line, Obi-Wan, or this is, more of this is going to happen.
3: You know what, I just, like, how interesting would it be if they just did, like, an alternate timeline spinoff where Obi-Wan got broken by this, right? Like, where his, like, his nature was used against him and it just broke him as a Jedi. I think that would be kind of interesting to have explored.
1: I kind of feel like they were going in that direction.
3: He was getting there. And I mean, I guess, like, when you get into the next ones, like, Obi-Wan's idea is pretty dark. Yeah. And so, yeah, who knows? Maybe this is a tie over from, like, the experience he just went uh, through as being a slave or...
1: Interesting.
2: That's yeah. a good point. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Ahsoka goes to save the uh, Togruta, and Anakin is fighting off all the slavers. Obi-Wan and Rex end up, I guess, kind of Oh, no, they don't end up. They get brought in front of the warden, but then Mm -hmm. they escape and they're fighting. And then um, it gets down. Obi-Wan has his lightsaber back and the warden looks at him and is like, oh, you're a Jedi. You're not going to do anything. And Rex throws a spear through him and the chair.
3: Yeah, he was an angry throw.
1: (laughs) I'm no Jedi. Yeah. Maybe maybe he told uh, Ahsoka about that. And then she says that later on when she's fighting Vader and rebels. Ooh, maybe. Um, and there you go. Plo Koon and the Republic come out to back up, and uh, you would mention this that you love this because Plo Koon is looks just crazy badass here. Just
3: oh yeah, he's crazy, shooting that, down yeah. everything. Yeah.
1: And then there's a cool yeah. scene where they're saving the slaves, is right because mm-hmm. like ah- Ahsoka's like, okay, they they shoot up tethers so that they can slide down. One girl uh, walks over the edge, just lemming style. Mm-hmm. and Ahsoka has to jump down to catch her. Yeah. And then uh, some of the ARC Troopers have to fly up and catch a couple of them, but they save all of them, and they get out of there. And Anakin gets off, everybody's safe, and they kind of move on to the next episode, which is just a kind of, I, I guess it's a kind of filler, but at the same time, is a good episode, too. It's uh, yeah. Ahsoka. Ahsoka yeah. Heavy, her and Lux Bonteri... I think um,
3: it's a good fan service episode, too, because everybody seems to like the Mandalorians. I so think just so, too. Figuring out a way to squeeze them into Season 4, I think this was a great way of doing it.
1: Well, and it continues that theme of Mandalore being neutral, right? Not being Republic or Separatist and, and, and yep. that kind of way. We get to see Satine just sitting there. Doesn't really do anything. No big <laughs> deal. Uh, Lux comes in and accuses Dooku of killing his mom. <laughs> mm-hmm the separatists see this is where i get a little on the confused side because i was thinking about this the separatists are sitting there and they're negotiating i'm guessing peace they kind of don't really lay that out there for anybody right
3: like were they you know were they official talks were they off the books talks um or you know why yeah why did they gather like what is the point are they just are they actually settling on terms? Or are they just like in the very is it like the it first step in negotiations? Weird,
1: I guess it has to happen, right? This is a war. There's gotta be terms and, and things yeah. of the, that nature kind of discussed between the Senates of both of these democratic bodies. But uh, so Lux accuses yeah. Dooku and there's no surprise. It's more oh, quiet him up, we gotta arrest him right away. So are these senators yeah. sent by Dooku? No, they're kind of in the know of what's going on. Yeah, I don't know.
3: It seems like a rather extreme, um, extreme way of dealing with somebody who, you know, is ex- accusing you of something. You know, and and I don't think the way of deal they deal with it. It, it seems like it would be in line with what they would want to accomplish yeah. at a peace well, y- this guy's talking bad about us. He's saying we're going to betray him. Let's kill him. Yeah. It seems like such, it seems like such a weird thing to. I don't know. Even the, I guess maybe they just needed to figure out a way of setting up the episode. Could be. Seemed... But even the
1: characters seem kind of dicey.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh. So Lux gets taken onto a ship. Duku sees him. Is like, oh, that's a, it's a heavy accusation, and uh, we, we're going to kill you. <laughs> Ahsoka yeah. comes in, saves him.
3: Yeah, you know, this is kind of one of those times where you wonder, like, does Dooku have the ability to use the Force through, like, great distance? Well, and the thing is, though... Like, you know how, like, the Emperor does, and, like, Snoke does? Vader! You know, Vader does, right? Like... Why wouldn't... Does Dooku not have that ability? Couldn't he just, like, choke anybody, any dissident from, like, across the galaxy kind of thing?
1: Because isn't it based off of Like, I don't think the, like, same thing with Luke, right? Luke projected his image Mm
2: -hmm.
1: from Act 2 to Krite And it killed him. Mm -hmm. Which I, we won't get into that here, but whatever. Like, yeah, doesn't, wouldn't Dooku just be like, all right, you're done. Force choke. I, I've seen it through. We don't have to worry about him anymore
3: yeah yeah it's like i don't have to hire bounty hunters i don't have to have my assassin you know i just these
1: droids are clearly geez, faulty
3: of of mo- peace of mind you know do <laughs> yeah. the job yourself it literally would take you like 30 seconds right like i don't know it just seems like dark side. dooku's <laughs> probably
1: not, feels good <laughs>
3: Yeah, probably just, you know, yeah, like imagine all the stress and worry you would have to go through as like the commander of the of an entire like opposition to a like a galaxy-sized military. You know, and just having all these people, you got to wonder and hope that they're doing all their jobs properly when you could just like force choke them across space and time and or not time but across space and just be done. Be able to focus your efforts and energies on other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh,
1: Bonteri and Ahsoka escape, and then Lux knocks her out, because, of course, he did. Mm-hmm. And then takes her to, um, I think, one of the moons of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's meeting with Death Watch! So, w- we get to see our boy Pre Vizsla. Of course, that is... Um, What's his face?
2: Uh,
3: the leader of Death John, Watch? John Favreau. Oh, John Favreau, yeah.
1: Yep, that, that's who it is. We also get introduced to Bo Katan, uh, which is Satine's sister.
2: Mm
1: hmm. And uh, we. we... I, see, I'd love to see a little bit more backstory on Bo.
2: hmm.
1: Especially because Katie Sackoff plays Bo. Mm
2: hmm.
1: Like, that's a fairly big guest appearance. Mm hmm. Right, especially when it comes to because like we get we get most of our like all of the voiceovers throughout the show are kind of traditional voice artists,
2: mm-hmm. and I mean
1: Katie has done some stuff, and so of course so is John Favreau. but like for to have them in this at the same time, it's kind of I don't know, it's kind of big. Um, Vizsla still has the dark saber. Yeah, Ahsoka is. Forced into pretending to be Lux's, I guess, betrothed, because they don't want to—they don't want to set her off as a Jedi. Otherwise, Death Watch is going to be all over that.
3: I think she kind of likes it. She's got the hots for Lux um, a little bit,
1: a little bit, a little especially, bit. Especially when you get to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the the thought is he's hiring Death Watch to kill Dooku, and I guess.
1: Death Watch has a grudge because of what happened in the the main arc in season three with the Mandalores. So they're all in. They want to do it. Uh, Lux has the coordinates of where Duku is, I guess, on Sereno. Mm-hmm. And then they they're in. They're just in a random village, and they yeah. start burning it and killing people. And Ahsoka, of course, it's her nature. She has to. Expose herself and 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 fight for the villagers, and does a tremendous job of it until there's just too many Mandalorians on her, and she gets captured. Um, That's as the, she's
3: the sick move where she like in one sweep decapitates four. like four. four. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was awesome.
1: I like when I watched that. I remember like I've seen this episode many many times, and I again just watching it, I was like, holy crap! I forgot that Ahsoka did that, and wow has she come someplace since the beginning of this like it's to me i I don't know who's your favorite character
3: in the clone wars because i gotta say it's ahsoka i like anakin still i I, I I do too because he's complicated right ahsoka's pretty straightforward like she's awesome she's very straightforward she's always good she never really has a lot of like huge moral dilemmas do you know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean she probably has the biggest one in the Clone Wars.
3: You mean with her leaving the order?
1: That and just what how how it happens.
3: But I wouldn't even say that's a moral dilemma. Like the Jedi didn't okay. treat her right. You no, know, like that's that was true. That that's was true. that was kind of like the right thing to do in that yeah. situation.
2: Okay. Like I'll she's, give she's you that. not
3: she's not overly tested, I guess. You know? And she's she's, she's I'm com- just, Yeah
1: i find that since the beginning like when she first was introduced in clone wars people hated her
3: oh yeah cause she was too cheery or something i guess maybe she. Yeah. she
1: they're like oh it's another kid character to make like toys for and all that mm-hmm. and holy crap has she grown within this franchise like honestly yeah. she she is in my opinion no not even in my opinion just she is one of the top three characters in clone wars that i like like obi-wan
3: Anakin, Ahsoka. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, and, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't put Anakin on my top three. I mean, I love the emperor. Oh, I mean, for Clone Wars. For Clone Wars. Yeah, for Clone Wars too. I think. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the emperor I like, is. It's he's, hard. He's dope. he's dope. He is. He's just like the manipulation stuff that he does, especially in the next arc of episodes that we're going to talk about. Is just so good.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. And, and, Asopia. But yeah. So
3: anyway, what I wanted to get to with like you're talking about how much she's grown. Like, the Clone Wars is only three years long, too. Yeah. Right? And what
1: would what we'll say she's like fourteen.
3: So we're like
1: tw- How old do you think she is when we get introduced to her?
3: I don't know. She's ready for combat, so she probably would have been fourteen. Uh, yeah, maybe sixteen. Fifteen. I, I don't see, know. I'd
1: say I'd say she's closer to sixteen by the end of episode. Or by the end of season five, is what yeah. is what my guess. We I'm sure they have that etched out, and we could look it up. But whatever. Like her her development on that show goes to show the great character development. Oh, she's a fourteen
3: year old when she starts. When she starts, she's 14. so she's so she's, she's 17, seventeen by the end of the Clone Wars, which is nuts. Which and is- then
1: so seventeen plus 19, that puts her at 36, plus um, how long is it from A New Hope to Jedi? That's what, four years? Uh, something like that. So she's, like, she's in her 40s at the end of, or during Mandalorian.
3: Yeah, which is, like, perfect age for Rosario Dawson.
1: Yeah, like, this is, they've I I, uh, I questioned at the beginning of having such a young Padawan out there. Because Obi-Wan, at the end... Well, I guess towards the end of his, he's supposed to be 18, 19, right? Obi-Wan? When he, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, when he so does guess it, trials or whatever? I guess it kind
1: of matches up.
3: Yeah, and how old is Anakin when he's ready for the trials? Like, that would be at the end of the Clone Wars, Five, too, Five, right? six. <laughs> so he's like... Right? Because Obi-Wan's like, you are ready for the trials and to become a master, right? Um,
1: I think he's in his 20s there.
3: Yeah, like he just maybe turned 20.
1: And we have to remember too, he started late.
3: He did start late. And Very so, like, late. He's maybe just turned 20, so like, he's like 22 at this point in the Clone War, so he's still a young guy. Oh yeah, both times. Right? Like, he's like, not even just... old and, and mature and all that
1: super experienced already in the way of war.
3: Oh yeah, like there's probably never been Jedi that have ever been this trained in the art of war, right? Like they're supposed to be peacekeepers through time in history.
1: Right. Um, R2 fixes up a bunch of droids. The hmm. droids end up fighting back against the Mandalorians, which allows Ahsoka and Lux and R2 to escape. And uh, as, as, they, as they get onto their ship and they're into the atmosphere and they're out of there. We see Lux hanging out in the escape pod, and he's taken off. And Ahsoka's sad. Mm-hmm. She puts her hand up, up against the the window, and they say goodbyes. And that's the end of that episode. And then we get into so so we thought the Krell arc was dark. Mm-hmm. Well, here comes a darker one. <laughs>
3: Yeah, this one's a great one. I think this is might actually be, um, like the turning point in the Clone Wars. Actually, this episode.
1: Well, either way, how this hypothetically could have turned out, you're right, big time, because now, like, we're starting to get into season five right away, mm-hmm. and that is going to be the end of the Clone Wars. To an extent, right? So obviously, season seven is, but season seven takes place over the span of a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right. Whereas we're still working through a lot of meat in season five, as far as time goes. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is leading up to the end of the Clone Wars, which is yeah. which is amazing. Um, we get to see Obi Wan take one in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> and die.
3: Yep. In front of Anakin and Ahsoka.
1: In front of Anakin and Ahsoka's crying. Anakin is going the opposite way. He's not sad. He's mad. Yeah. <laughs> and Ahsoka is super worried about him. Mm-hmm. Um because well well, it's Anakin. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, and like I mean obviously like when you watch this episode you're like, Obi Wan is not dead. What the heck is going on here? So yeah, and then you find out. Oh, Obi Wan has devised a plot to fool the enemies as well as Anakin. They were They re- What they require Anakin's reaction to sell the death so that he can assume the identity of the bounty hunter that he hired to kill him.
1: Well, it's interesting too because he like he mentions right that they had to have it sold by Anakin to Dooku
2: because mm-hmm.
1: Dooku doesn't believe it if it's if Anakin isn't affected this way. So. As much as we want to sit there and go I guess this is kind of bad by Obi-Wan it makes sense in the grand scheme of things, but it also goes to show that the Jedi, and like you had mentioned before, Obi-Wan in particular, especially with the previous arc and having to deal with slavery and things of that nature maybe he's kind of added to his repertoire as far as straddling the dark side, I guess, a little bit, if you want to call it that.
3: Yeah, cause this is, like, highly deceptive, you know? Big time. Um, and and it's, it's, it's definitely done with the wrong person, you know? <laughs> like, like, of all the Jedi that could have done this one, I would not have picked Obi-Wan or Anakin or Ahsoka, right? I would have picked somebody else to sell it. Because, like... This is to me where like the Jedi Council really loses it, you know, Um, like with with the second. Yeah, because, you know, it really goes to show that they've they've kind of bought in more with their role as generals rather than peacekeepers. And, you know, they've really gone full into the deception, um, the lying to the face of Anakin, somebody who has struggled to to like
1: have a trust um, with the with the Council.
3: But also to follow the ways of the Jedi, you know? And and then throughout this episode, Anakin is the only one that's following the ways of the Jedi, basically. Like, um, and, and, you know, and he's doing this, and then the Masters are lying to his face, right? Well, and so, like, all this criticism he's got about not doing the right thing, and then he's finally doing it, and then the Masters are not, and they're lying to him, like... I could definitely see why he gets angry by the end of this episode. Or by the end of this this arc.
1: Well, and it's interesting that you mention that too, because one of the things he says, right, is um, like he has this this distrust with the Jedi. The Jedi are asking for um, bounties on Reiko Hardeen, who is now Obi-Wan Hardeen, mm -hmm. we'll call him. And the, of course, um... (laughs) Muralo, Eval, and Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to chase them without having Anakin on their tail, like they're they're trying to stop Anakin from doing good. Which well, is, yeah, I which mean Anakin's good. not
3: going to do good. Like he's going to oh. go full dark side if he catches Obi Wan, basically, right? Like, well, like, I think they does, know that
1: he does. And what he's yeah, I guess that's true. On when you're looking at it from a Jedi perspective, yeah, but like he catches Hardeen, and says I'm not I wanna kill you, but I'm not going to in honor of the person that you murdered. Yeah. Because he'd want me to do it better.
2: Yeah, right? and I really so like,
3: I really like that. It shows, you know Big time. Yeah, Anakin's love of Obi Wan, I guess. Right? Because you well, know Anakin just wants to eviscerate this person, right? Big time, big time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um we skipped over a little bit there, but that's not a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the big things out of that though, the funeral for mm-hmm. Obi Wan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anakin hood drawn over his head, seething mad. And like I said, Ahsoka looks up at Plo Koon and is like, I'm worried about Anakin.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I think, doesn't Plo Koon say something, kind of just pass it off as like, oh, he'll be fine or something along that line. Pretty
3: much. But I think, like, I don't think any of the Jedi Masters think that. You know, I'm sure they can all feel, I'm sure they can all sense, like, the I don't know the disharmony within him or whatever, just you know,
1: radiating hate.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> like you can just tell like when somebody's off balance. I guess with the force, oh, so I'm God. sure they all know that there's they got to tread lightly around Anakin now. Um, um,
1: that that scene where Mace Windu asks the uh, Chancellor to get rid of the the bounty on the criminals, Anakin's sitting in there with. With the chancellor, and he says, and he's mad. He's like, "How do they expect me to sit here and not do anything while this is going on?" And then, of course, the chancellor, puppet strings. Oh, you should go and help him.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Or you yeah. should go and find him. You should deal with this.
3: Yeah, that's a little bit further on in the timeline because we'll be want us to break out of the jail by that point, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, they have. Um, they go to Nelhada because they are looking i guess for i guess for a ship a new ship mm-hmm. um biggest problem of this whole thing and this is funny uh for obi-wan is not only does he have to worry about cad bane who mm-hmm. distrusts him huge he's got to worry about anakin and ahsoka <laughs>
3: yeah. anakin chasing him down yeah yeah
1: bane makes hardeen find a ship then tells moralo eval i'm never calling him just one or the other it's both Um, that they, that they're going to toss him away Mm -hmm. and give him to the huts. Basically Obi-Wan immediately after he's captured by the huts just completely sells them out. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: And like you had mentioned too, at one point that like Obi-Wan is kind of enjoying the whole being a criminal. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, he does. He mentions that he says like, I'm kind of, kind of, what does he say? Um, yeah, he's kind of getting used to being the bad guy or something like that. <laughs> oh, he's enjoying playing the villain. I yeah. think is what he says. Yeah, which is funny. Yeah, and I mean, he does kind of behave, but like you know, it's so out of character for Obi Wan to like stab a prisoner in the f- hand with a fork. Yeah, beating and and well, people up and. But we see
1: lots of instances too where Obi Wan is not going to go that route, right? Like him not killing the the. Uh, Uh, the prison guard and Cad Bane having to do it, and then he passes it off as, oh, my blaster jammed or something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you get to see a lot of pieces like that from Obi-Wan that, okay, he likes playing the villain, but he's not going full out on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bane and Moralo Eval return to the town. Hardin tells him that he has a ship and that he wants in on these plans. Moralo Eval agrees. Bane is kind of like me, not a fan. Anakin and Ahsoka land on Nalhada just as the three of them fly off,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then they get information. And again, oh, Anakin using the Force aggressively to get that information. Ahsoka's just like, "Oh, this is not a good. This is not a good deal that yeah, we're she dealing with
3: think She must be kind of like terrified of Anakin at this point because he's just angry,
1: right? Oh.
3: Just walks in there, just like the boss of the place, and Force just like,
1: immediately everybody.
3: Immediately, yeah.
1: Um, they catch up to the ship. They, they actually bring it down. Obi Wan and can uh, and um, Anakin are fighting. Basically, Obi Wan's just trying to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cad Bane interrupts and tips the scales more his way. Anakin has, I guess, Bane dead to rights, and he's about to kill him and Obi-Wan's got to intersect and save yeah. Cad Bane. Yeah. Which I'm sure he just hated. And then mm-hmm. he, as he's choking him like Obi-Wan's got him from behind he's choking him and he says Anakin, don't follow me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can see Anakin's eyes open and it's either him about to pass out <laughs> or the realization like what the hell. Yeah. And so he yeah,
3: passes it- out Yeah, because I remember watching that episode and thinking to myself, when Anakin and Ahsoka were right above their ship and ramming it, yeah, like Anakin should have felt Obi Wan's presence at that point, right? And and like I made a note of it in my notes, yeah, um, and then sure enough, later on, he's like, I could I could feel Obi Wan. So like they do comment on it and how Anakin did kind of know that there was something off and figured out that he was being uh, misled or deceived. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm glad that you brought that up, right? Because we've seen so many cases within the Star Wars mythos of Force users having to hide their ability in the Force from Mm -hmm. others, right? Whether it's Darth Bane having Mm -hmm. to do it his entire existence against the Jedi, whether it's, well, Emperor Palpatine, right? Mm -hmm. Chancellor Palpatine hid that he was a Sith Lord from the Jedi, of -hmm. course— we chalk that up to there's a Sith temple underneath the Jedi temple, which will do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But is, is that what Obi-Wan's doing here? Is he doing his best to hide his like Because at, at one point we're not there yet, but he's in front of Dooku. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like you would think Dooku less so than Anakin, because he doesn't have the interactions with Obi-Wan, but they've met before.
3: Yeah. He'd feel the presence.
1: You would think so. Right.
3: Yeah, so actually, I funny, like, I watched a video the other day, and it just so happened to be talking about this next episode, like, the box that we're coming up on. Okay. And I guess, um, you know, they get away, and then they go, and, and, and now, I guess, uh, Hardeen Obi-Wan, or Obi-Wan... Wait, Ar- wait, wait,
1: gets- wait, but before you get there, mm-hmm. we got to talk about Ahsoka saving Anakin.
3: Oh, yes, yes. Because, like, she
1: has... This crazy cool moment when she gets knocked out on the ship when it crashes. But she comes to and she gets to Anakin just in time as um, Bane's about to shoot him. And that is a pivotal moment. Because what does Obi-Wan do here?
3: Yeah. Oh, he would have had to kill Bane. Or at least force push him off, give up, blow the mission. But you know what? Obi-Wan, honestly... I think it would have been a lot harder of a decision for him to make than we would all think it would be for Obi-Wan. I think so, too, because he's so by the book. He's so by the book, and this is the plan, right? And and he's he's bought his way into this plan. The Chancellor's going to be kidnapped. You know, is it worth Anakin? In the grand scheme of things, yes, right? And I think Obi-Wan realizes that. So I think that would have been a very hard decision for Obi-Wan to make.
1: I think so, too.
3: Yeah, he's just, I'm sure he's so happy ahsoka showed up
1: (laughs) oh oh, big time (laughs) and ahsoka looks just boss standing over anakin she deflects a bunch of the shots from but like she doesn't move there's no backing down either she's being killed or they're backing away
3: yeah yeah she's like a defensive mother guarding her her cubs or whatever you know big
1: time it was such a cool little thing okay go on with what you were talking about with the box
3: But yeah, so this this box episode, I guess, um, I never really realized it while watching it, and only it makes a lot of sense now after watching this video. But basically, they talk about the box as being a Jedi filter, right? Um, Because they knew that this information, like Dooku anyway, knew that this information for this had probably leaked out, and this whole um, this whole simulation was to figure out. Um, not who could do it as a bounty hunter, but who was a Jedi trying to botch the plans for the for Dooku. Really? Yeah. Um, it was really interesting. Uh, I thought it was a, a a very smart way of doing it. Like I, you know, I originally thought, oh yeah, it's a means for figuring out, um, you know, who has the stuff to take part in this kidnapping, right? Right. Um, And they do show, you know, you needed that guy with the, uh, whatever it is, the, he can take on more electricity or whatever so that he can get through ray shields temporarily. Um, And so while they do do all that stuff, there is also this underlying thing that is for Dooku only. And it's to figure out which one of these contestants is a Jedi and how do I monitor them? and stop them from sabotaging our plan. Cool. And then you see that in the later episode, where only Hard, where Hardeen, Obi-Wan, has the calm link in his sniper rifle case. yeah, Because yeah. Dooku knew to suspect him.
1: Well, and I mean, he they mention it too, right? Like, as they're walking, when they first get kind of introduced to everybody, um, uh, Chad Bane is announced to be the, I guess, the leader of the mission... Uh after they've gotten through the box, Dooku looks at him and says, keep an eye on Ardeen.
2: Yeah,
3: and it's strange, too, because, like, that mission was supposed to be, like, or the box test, I guess, was supposed to be, you know, who's the best bounty hunter, who should lead the mission, because I think that's what Dooku says at the beginning, right? Right, right. But then, you know, Ardeen wallops it, but then he's not the leader, right? Bane doesn't take the lead on anything. Yeah, that's true. The only thing Bane takes the lead on is saving Hardine's life when Morale Moral is going <laughs> to pull a cheap shot, right?
2: Yeah, that's Which true. I really
3: I, I really like that part. I really like the, the honor that Bane has. You know, even though, you know, he doesn't like Hardine at all and I'm sure he wants to see him die, he at least recognizes the honor among bounty hunters.
1: Well, he even says, right, like, if you're going to yeah. kill him, kill him to his face.
3: Yeah, kill him like a man or whatever. Yeah, yeah kill him to his face, something like that. Um, that's a good, uh, you
1: know what, that's an interesting take. I never thought of that either. That for the box, it's the Jedi.
3: It's a Jedi filter.
1: That's cool.
3: Yeah, I, I think that, I don't know if it was Filoni that actually decided about that. 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 Really? But it was It was an interview about, or not an interview, it was just a video. I think it was from the Stupendous Wave. Um, okay. And it was released just this week, so you could easily find it. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a um, look at it. But yeah, it was just like a an eight minute video on uh, talking about this this specific episode and what it, what it was for, um, and it was fantastic. And it just so happened to come into my to my feed. Um, That's perfect. Yeah. Well, it works
1: well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so the box they get through the box. There's five I th- five or six bounty hunters left. Hardeen uh, and the others get their parts of the plan and they're sent to get into position on Naboo. They're all in feed. This is where. The kidnapping of the Chancellor is going to take place. It's the Festival of Light um, in the palace and Obi-Wan gets to his spot. He's the sniper and contacts Mace to tell him about the plan. Gives him all the details. Here's what's going on. This is We've only been given pieces but uh, this is how it's going to kind of go down. And he's like, oh, I've got the sniper position so I can keep an eye on up here on everything that's going on and keep you kind of in the loop. <laughs> The mission goes off. They end up kidnapping the chancellor. Anakin gets electrocuted, I guess, out by the weird electrocute animal uh, species, whatever he is. Mm-hmm. And then they 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 do a cool swap. So Bane is one of the guards, and he <laughs> kidnaps the chancellor. Turns the chancellor. They have like a what was a hollow disguise or whatever that they're mm-hmm. all using and he uses it on the chancellor to make him look like a guard and then they turn one of the knocked out guards into the chancellor so yeah it was
3: a great plan like i thought it was, was. a fantastic little little plan for them It was to like a up. big heist it was it was a really good episode you know the whole the whole episode was tense you know yeah actually maybe even the whole four episode arc of this whole like this little story was always
1: there's always a threat of something happening right
3: yeah there's like a chase and yeah it was just so always always like and like you can just tell anakin's getting angrier and you know and the stuff with the chancellor manipulating him in his throne room there or in his office or whatever um you know, telling him about you know he should trust his feelings, and and I found out where the guy is. Maybe you should go and and get him. And then, and then the Chancellor, you know, saying to the Jedi Council, well, they should trust Anakin's abilities oh, more than they do. Like, that's the just, part. He's just so good. Like, the Chancellor is so fantastic. He's just the best villain in anything. You know, seriously. I mean, like, Darth Vader is my favorite. But the Chancellor is the best villain. Period.
1: But like, he doesn't become so he, he does not become the best villain without the Clone Wars.
3: No, he does not, and he doesn't. Yeah, but he's just like awesome.
1: I guess I guess Episode Three sets him up pretty nicely, but still the Clone Wars, like, because we always see is we get a little bit of Sidious here and there, and we get a whole lot of Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> but like Palpatine is. Just, is so manipulative and of course he's got to look like that old man with the smile on his face and he's doing everything to try and keep the the republic together and all this kind of stuff so yeah like he is a tremendous villain yeah really um is.
3: and then we get to see it even more in the last episode of this arc like this is like i think this might be like like the first phase in the culmination of like the emperor's grand scheme right i like, agree you know um tricking the jedi having you know setting up this weird kidnapping um dooku knowing that the jedi are already in on it you know and uh obviously he knows that because i'm sure the chancellor told him be careful of the jedi but then he would have to think that yeah because then because you know the chancellor says be careful of the jedi so then he makes the box so that they can filter out the Jedi, and then he puts the calm in obi-wan's case so he can figure out how to deceive them properly yeah. Right. Um, and then get kidnapped, and then somehow be isolated alone with Dooku, Palpatine, and Anakin. Like, this scene is one of my favorites so far that we've seen in the Clone Wars. Because, What's... you know, it's there's just... This could have easily... Like, what happened at the beginning of the Revenge of the Sith could have easily happened at the beginning of this episode of Dooku had a died at Anakin's hands, right? Right. Like, Anakin would have been turned right then and there probably by the Emperor. Um, you close. Know, yeah, he'd be well on
1: his way and it'd be <laughs> well in advance of the plan kind of coming together right
3: yeah and it's perfect for the Emperor too because you know he gets to see uh, his current apprentice and his potential apprentice square off against each other and see like Anakin's potential as an apprentice right so if Anakin even loses like Duke, um the Emperor can just go well he wasn't the most powerful I'm looking for the most power Dooku's it right if dooku loses he goes well i got a more powerful apprentice than even dooku well this is going to be great like he's just everything's coming up millhouse for the emperor you know it's just fantastic
1: well and what's like what's funny too is you mentioned that like how is palpatine just alone with anakin in yeah. the dark in the theed palace like yeah. what How's that happen they get into the room there's uh shades of um the Empire Strikes Back. Dooku's sitting at the head of the table. Antr like welcomes yeah. them, and then they start fighting. Anakin takes out the two um, droids, and then immediately goes to fight Dooku. And it's it's cool because we've seen them tussle a few times here and there. And Dooku, of course, has always had the upper hand. This one, not so much. Like if Dooku doesn't get off that lightning, yep, you're right. Yep. Anakin Anakin was probably going to kill him there. Yep. But he barely gets it off, and then they show Dooku sucking wind because he's just so tired.
3: They show Anakin doing that too, so you can see it's a pretty even fight.
1: Yes, um, but, but I like, feel like Anakin yeah. is still more on the aggressive side. Oh right?
3: yeah, well he's the one that drives them back. Yeah, right. And uh, and it takes yeah that Force lightning that Anakin for some reason nobody ever decided to teach Anakin how to guard against Force lightning, which I think which, you know if he nice had just, if he had to just learned how to do that. You know, like Like, his his life would have been completely different. (laughs) You know, like if only he had just learned how to defend against force lightning, but he never did.
1: He'd be a master already.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so Um, Dooku's droid comes in, grabs Palpatine. They're trying to escape Obi-Wan realizing that they've been swindled because of something Anakin says too, right? Because, before all of this happens, Anakin and Obi-Wan meet up and they talk. And Obi-Wan's trying to tell him this is how it had to go. And, of course, Anakin is pissed because he's lying to you. And, well, if if you're not, like, who's, if if I'm not being told the truth, are you being told the truth? Right? Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan kind of ponders on that, goes back to his sniper's section or location and finds that, yes, they were being listened to. So they were set up.
3: You know how, or like, the... the part even before that, like right before, uh, Dooku flies away, like when Anakin drives him back onto his ship, yeah, and he throws some shade at Anakin, and tells Obi Wan <laughs> that he's, a, that, he, that he's a worthy adversary, but he can't say that much about his apprentice, where the apprentice nearly just killed him. <laughs> like they're both obviously worthy adversaries, right?
1: I wonder if he's doing it to continue. Pushing buttons on Anakin, right? Because obviously, Anakin is his emotions, like he has zero control of his emotions.
3: I wouldn't say zero, but I would say it's a it teeters. It depends on the, <laughs> yeah. it depends on, I guess, like he can't take multiple emotional things in a row. No, he cannot. One, one thing he can kind of handle it's the multiple things, I think, that cause him to lose it.
2: That's um, true. <laughs> And then the uh, other
3: thing too, with like that fight between Anakin and Dooku, that like I kind of thought about at the end of uh, at the end of it, I'm like, okay, it's just um, Sith Lord, Sith apprentice, potential Sith apprentice, right? Dooku know Do- Dooku doesn't know that the Emperor's grooming Anakin, but he does know that Palpatine is the Emperor, right? And like Anakin is probably like the best combat threat I would say to Dooku and And Palpatine's reign as the Sith, right? Yeah. So, like, if I were Dooku, it would—I would have really kind of been like, "Wait a minute, why? There was nobody else there. Why didn't the Emperor help?" Jump in. Like, we two of us easily could have tag team Skywalker and killed him right then and there, and they would have lost their best weapon. The Jedi would have lost their best weapon in the fight against the Sith, basically. Yeah. Um. So, like, I would have liked them to have maybe. Um, done a future episode where Duku kind of reflects on this. Maybe you don't re- recognize it in the mo. You don't realize it in the moment because you're fighting for your life, right? You're not yeah. really. But like, you know, as soon as you get that moment to take a breather, um, like it seems like it would, like it would be something, it. something that Dooku would meditate on, right? Yeah, and maybe because start me- thinking, hmm, maybe the Emperor was trying to replace me, you know? Yeah. So I would have liked to have seen a future Clone Wars episode where Duku kind of starts showing distrust in Palpatine. Because he 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 never does, you know? No,
1: which is confusing too, right? Because like when from everything that I've read up on Dooku, how he questioned the Jedi Council and and was confused as to decisions made by the Council on this and on that, how he doesn't question Palpatine. Ever. <laughs> the only time we see him waver really is when Palpatine orders Asajj Ventress killed yeah that's the only time we see Dooku kind of put up a little bit of a fight and just a little bit of a fight
3: yeah so either either he
1: realizes that Palpatine is as powerful as he says he is Mm -hmm. right and doesn't want to kind of confront him on anything
3: well I imagine that he has right because we see like with Palpatine and Vader you know yeah uh, this as soon as Vader becomes his apprentice, as he gets his suit, Palpatine like
1: him almost
3: up. almost kills him with lightning, right? Yeah. This is the way of the Sith. Power, 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 right? You know? And pain. <laughs> it's, so I'm sure he's put Dooku through that as well by this point. So maybe maybe I Dooku is afraid of him.
1: I wonder how much though, because Dooku, right, at this age, like he's he's older than Palpatine. Yeah, I guess so. At least that we think, anyway, depending upon how long Palpatine has kind of prolonged his life. I guess we can think of it that way. Um, but does is Palpatine kind of worked over Dooku in the way that, uh, yes, I am a Sith Lord, and yes, you were a Jedi Master, but uh, together we can be the most powerful entity? And mm-hmm. so maybe he's massaged his ego in that way? Mm-hmm. And maybe hasn't had to fry him up or anything like
3: that? I I still think he has, because when Dooku's training uh, Savage, he does do that to Savage, right? And he he says, this is the way of the dark side.
2: Yeah,
3: that's true. There's no mercy. That's true. So yeah, I I would imagine that Dooku had been fried multiple times by the Emperor in his (laughs) his learning to become a a good apprentice.
1: All right, so that's going to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. 418 Crisis on Naboo, the final episode of this 12 arc that we're going through. And up next, we've got...
3: Well, then then it ends, yeah, like you were saying, with Anakin basically kind of very unhappy with Obi-Wan. Yeah, big time. Telling him that you lied to me, the Jedi Council lied to me. How do you even know that you have all the truth? Like, all they've been doing is lying. (laughs) You know? And I think that's, like, that for me is now it's the tipping point. Anakin has had that little nudge little uh, out of the light, out of the light here, because, at least out of the Jedi light.
1: A lot of distrust now.
3: Too much distrust. Too much distrust. You know? And... And, and the Emperor, the Palpatine, has really, really got to him now and really, you know, I guess played on his vanity. has got and, to his and, talons
1: and, in there thick. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Um, yeah. And now we get to see it kind of fall a little bit further and further and especially as we head into Season 5. We have four episodes left of Season 4. Um, that is going to wrap up with Darth Maul.
3: Mm-hmm. Dark Summon users is going to be great.
1: Yes. So that'll finish up season four, and then we'll get into season five. So we're going to next week, we'll hit up
4: episode
2: 419. Yeah, I guess All gonna... the way to oh, 509, right? A necessary bond. I think. Is that what we said? I can't
3: remember. I know 501 is out of order. Yep. Um,.
2: I'm not looking at the order here. I'm looking at just the episodes. I want, but, to, make uh, sure. I want to make
1: sure that uh, we're not jumping into the middle of another arc. Yeah.
3: So 509, you said? Secret yeah. Weapons. yeah. Secret Weapons is, the, is 510, and that's a brand new story. And, yeah, possibly my least favorite in all the Clone Wars.
2: Oh but, right! But
3: we can get to that uh, when we get to that.
1: That'll be a quick little.
3: Yeah, quick, we won't cover that reaper. for very long.
1: <laughs> just, dr- just droids running around having fun.
3: Yeah, but that's two episodes from now, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, there you go. That's it. Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you?
3: Nope. No, nothing new.
1: I think we've covered the fact that uh, the, the Jedi Council is. Starting to shit the bed when it comes to taking care of their own.
3: Yeah. And society. er, And the Republic, basically.
1: Uh, yeah. Yep. So, I guess as we start looking forward, we're going to, we're, like, Mandalorian is right around the corner. What are we, three weeks away from that? Oh my goodness. Yep. Yeah, three weeks away. The 30th. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be so good. Um and then also coming out soon obviously at the beginning of guess of next year is the high republic stuff which
2: mm-hmm.
1: which I think will be really interesting because I I hope they I hope they do a good job tying things together because it's only 200 years in the past which in the grand scheme of things with Star Wars is not a lot of time so are we
2: going to see some tie in maybe between uh, Palpatine's master yeah. or
1: stuff with Yoda mm-hmm. or anything like that? Like there's lots to, to kind of go into here. I, I'm kind of shocked that they didn't go earlier, but
4: whatever.
3: Yeah, because it's such a strange time. But oh, well, you know, I guess we'll just hope they have to hope they do something well. And if yeah. they don't. Well then, hopefully we can erase it from the cannon easily.
1: <laughs> All right, that's it for us. We'll see you next week here on Pod Racers, a Star Wars podcast.
4: Heels lead us out. You know the real people. Stay safe, watch Star Wars.
3: Take care, guys.
4: Peace.